Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacunical community. It's episode 98 of our podcast, entitled Dark Passengers, in which we dedicate an entire episode to Lacuna Core's sixth studio album, Dark Adrenaline. If you've been following the podcast for any length of time, you know that we have spent many episodes reviewing all of Lacuna Core's songs in chronological order. Over the last three or four months, let's go with three months, but I think it's about four actually with breaks, we have been reviewing the songs off of the album. And this, our last episode dedicated to Dark Adrenaline and its contents, we'll be talking about everything else, really. We've, I say, we've reviewed the songs. We now need to review the video. We need to look at the artwork. We need to look at the packaging. We need to look at everything else that makes up this monster package that is Dark Adrenaline. But before we do that, we need to introduce ourselves. So, my name is Matt, and... I'm joined, as always, by my two compadres, Mike and Russ. And I think it's only fitting that we find out how they've been. So, Mike, how have you been, sir? I'm good, thank you. Um, continued on the fitness campaign. I've walked and walked and walked and losing um, more weight and Excellent. stuff. So I bought a smaller pair of jeans. I might have to buy another smaller pair. So a bit like wasting away at the moment. But... Oh, well done you, sir. Well done <clears> you. This is good. But you can step in the right direction, thankfully. So, you're going to need to buy new T-shirts. Yes, yes. I went 65 days without a beer, and I had a few the other night, and that seemed all right again after so long. So all is well in the world. Well done, well done. <laughs> what else have you been up to when you're not walking? Uh, just work, really. Work's very hectic, so I could do with um, meeting up with you two for a, a curry um, and some beer soon, I would think. I think we need to do that and uh, put a few more pounds on your tummy. Yes, yes. I, I hope whilst you've been walking, you've been listening to some Lacuna Coil. Always, in, including Soul Inmate, which now I, I have, which is um, <laughs> thanks to you. So. That, that plodding song. That plodding like a, song, yeah. Like a breath of fresh air, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I still challenge on that whole plodding comment, but anyway. Plodding. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Taylor, Russell, how are you, sir? Me, I'm good. I think I'm sort of putting on all of Mike's shedded weight because I'm going in the other direction at the moment. But uh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Just sort of catching up with um, Fringe, which is ongoing. You'll be uh, personally pleased to know I've made it up to uh, my season three now, just coming up towards the uh, last couple of episodes of that. And uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a show that's out there that gets uh, better the longer it goes on. So uh, Hopefully that will continue. I think I'll be uh, catching up with uh, more of that over the weekend. So pretty much that and uh, just rocking out to some uh, dark adrenaline as of late. Excellent. Excellent. So what have I been up to? Well, for me, work has been absolutely manly, but I've found the time to listen, funny enough, to listen to dark adrenaline as well. I've also gone a bit old school. I think I was listening to Inner Reverie this week, as well as for, caught a few tracks from Unleashed Memories. Uh, what have I been watching on TV? Um, or, you know, elsewhere. I seem to have stalled in my watch of American Horror Story Series 2, which is a shame. I have been enjoying that. I, I, did, I think I talked about watching Constantine on Amazon Prime a couple of weeks ago. Watching that. I don't know. I haven't had much chance to do anything, really. It's been just running from pillar to post, trying to get, you know, life done. So, all very boring. So, I'm quite glad to be spending my Thursday evening... For it is uh, the 12th of March. Where has the year gone, guys? Outrageous. 
um, uh, talking to you two chaps about Dark Adrenaline. So let's get on to it, shall we? Okay, so just my way of introduction. If you don't know by now, and I really would follow that with where the hell have you been, Dark Adrenaline is Lacuna Coil's sixth studio album. It was released in 2012. It was produced by Don Gilmore, who's produced albums by artists such as Linkin Park and Bullet For My Valentine and so forth. Uh, it was mixed by uh, Marco Barusso. And in terms of its release, it's been very successful. It uh, did very well in the US Billboard 200 chart, uh, debuting at, I think it was number 15, as I recall. Uh, but, it, but it also did very well in lots of the other charts as well. There was the rock chart. I think it did it get to number one. Or it might be in the top five on those. Uh, I think it, but it certainly did very, very well across the US and also was considered to be very successful across Europe as well. Um, I, I think it's fair to say that it was definitely a successful album, charted in 15 different countries across the globe. And in 2012, and in, the, in the, the world of digital music that we are these days, that, that's no mean feat, especially for a, a hard rock metal band from Italy. The first song off the album, Trip of Darkness, which is also the first song on, on the album itself, on the track list in the album, was actually released before the album came out. That was back in October 2011. Uh, it also included a video, which we'll come on to in a little while. Uh, there was a second song released, Fire, although it's fair to say that was really only released as a digital single uh, some way through 2012. We did talk a little bit about that when we reviewed Fire three or four weeks back. Uh, there was also an official music video created for fire but it was never released um in terms of the album itself then it received very positive reviews uh, lots of uh, your kind of standard online reviewers such as um loudwire and so forth giving it a very positive sort of typically four out of five stars um very dark album very very different i think it's fair to say than shallow life which preceded it and as you all know, we should know by now, we reviewed Shadow Life a little while ago. So, I think it's fair to say, guys, that for many people, Dark Adrenaline was kind of a return to what they were expecting from Lacuna Coil. Would you agree? Very much so, yes. Very much a return to form after a uh, indifferent, shall we say, experimental album that was Shadow Life. It was obviously the the album the band wanted to make. It was a it was a step to the left, and uh, now they've sort of come more sort of uh, centre field and uh, ploughing onwards and ahead with uh, a bit more uh, aggression and heaviness. Hmm. It was definitely a, a step forward from Shadow Life, but at the same time there were there were aspects of Dark Adrenaline, certain songs that we've mentioned like like Fire, for instance, which which did capture some of the the sounds and the yeah. vibe from from Shadow Life, though, wasn't there? There's an element of continuity, but also sort of the, you know, as I say, a, a step forward. 
And, uh, you know, we've mentioned it before as we've reviewed each album. The unique thing and the great thing about the Kinnacore albums is that they're all uniquely different, and Dark Adrenaline is no exception to that. Mm, indeed. I think also what it did is it, it kind of set them back in the kind of the dark side of rock metal. Yeah, uh, gothic I, I, doom. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I'd, I'm still in that kind of goth metal type place i'm not sure that's what they're about these days uh, maybe i'm wrong but certainly in terms of how they presented the music on the album it was it was definitely that kind of vibe that they were they were giving out both we saw that in the visuals which will come on to a bit uh in the music as well and they also introduced a, a melody which we hadn't seen really probably since karma code aspects of karma code and and coma lives it was a melody which i think we we lost a little bit in in shallow life i mean admittedly there's things like wide awake and so forth but i really felt that they didn't have that kind of melody that um that we'd seen before and i know a lot of people love what do you think of the the kind of the general feeling of of dark adrenaline when it came out mike um i i just think it's back to form as you could almost compare it with the heavy heavyweightness of coma lives that that became um, and looking looking at everything that we've reviewed, the songwriting structure, the music, everything's so finely tuned and very well layered. And you could pick out of all the tracks, you could probably pick at least half of them to make singles and videos to go with them. I think that that is them on top of the game back again, even with Shallow Life as an experimental album. That, that kind of work for them at that time in the career. This is a step forwards and back to the mould of how they originally were, I think, but made them stronger going forwards um, as a band. Mm, mm. Okay. Okay. Well, so we've already talked a lot about the songs in previous episodes of the podcast, mm. so I'm not going to explore that in, in, in any great depth, although we will come back and talk about favourites in a little while. probably first first of all is talking about the versions and realistically i should say um after that the the um the visuals on the album in the packaging so it was a bit of a treat or, or a curse depending on your your um your view of multiple album versions and i i think it's fair to say that that there were more versions of this album than i think have been of any album they've done to date uh, and there were also not just subtle changes, subtle versions. There were some substantial, certainly the the most the most bombastic, shall we say, in terms of releases and and the big special editions. So you had your regular edition, which featured your standard twelve tracks. You had the limited edition, which um, was the what I describe as the the Marco edition. Which is one of my favourite editions uh, because of the 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 um the well basically Marco's own artwork, which is very very dark, which you see on the covers, and we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll come back to that in a little while. You had the uh, the regular edition plus LP, or as most people call it, the vinyl edition, uh, which essentially was the um, the vinyl version of Dark Adrenaline, but with the uh, the CD slipped inside. You then had one of I think the best editions, 
um, which was the um, the regular songs plus a DVD, guitar pick and uh, Dark Adrenaline poster, albeit a small one. That was, that was kind of the digi pack, and that was relatively easy to get hold of, certainly for the sort of two three months after it came out. You then got the box set edition, which is this is my, my I'm going to say my favourite day to day edition. I think you know where I'm going with that one. Uh, which was uh, it was only available in I think Europe, it might even in the UK actually. Uh, it contained a deluxe CD uh, as well as a DVD of Dark Passengers, which we'll talk about in a little while. That was in a digipack, and it also had two, a 2012-2013 little stand-up desk uh, calendar, which also seems a bit bizarre thing to include. But there you go, <laughs> did have some nice art in it, as well as a three-button um, button set. So for those of you like uh, your Lacuna Core buttons, this was the, the version to get. Size-wise, I'm looking at it here. It was the size of a CD to look at, but quite thick, probably a size of about four or five CDs stacked on top of each other. So quite a meaty-looking box. Thicker than uh, the Comalize box, actually, for those of you who own that. Probably about 50% thicker than the Comalize box. Really great addition. One of my favourites, this one was. We then have the Darkest Adrenaline Super Deluxe Limited to 500 Copies box set edition. This was the monster. This was the 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 one that was um, around for some time, and it, and certainly if you paid full whack when it first came out, you probably felt a little bit hard done by it because it it got reduced over probably the course of the next eighteen months, two years, guys. Is that fair to say? Yeah, Something yeah, like. you could say that. By the time you added on shipping from the states, but hey, it was worth it. Yeah. yeah. So Thank this you. one, this one, by the way, I've got here in front of me, mm-hmm. and this is. Gratuitous, I think it's fair to say. Holy grail! It, it is, yeah. I mean, it is epic to look upon. So we're talking here uh, a metal white case that's about a foot square, maybe bigger than a foot square actually. Uh, it, so it looks like a massive, big square. It's about four or five inches deep, maybe not quite as deep as that, maybe four inches deep. Metal case. You open it up. On the inside, you've got a big sticker on the inside of this lid, this medicine case, which has got the dark adrenaline um, chemicals sort of, what's it, symbol, uh, molecule? Periodic table. No, it's not periodic table, though, is it? It's kind oh, of like a molecule so make. Mole- yeah, yeah. That's true. But that thing, I'm no chemist. You then have, I'm sure I'm going to get grief for this. Uh, you then have the package itself, so it's, which is made up of about three layers. And the top layer starts off with a little pad of paper, which the first dozen or so are actually the song lyrics. Um, but once you get through them, you've then got a pad of uh, paper at the end, which has got Lacuna Core Dark Adrenaline, and it's it's, it's basically just a pad of paper with some various things on it, which is kind of cool. I'm, I've never actually torn it up at all. I'm not using it as a pad of paper. It's stayed there. You then have uh, the a pen, which looks like a syringe. Which I think is great, by the way. I really love this thing. It's got lacuna core emblazoned down the side embossed in. It's got a um, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a refill. Uh, the top I've just found out fires off if you unscrew it. I've just fired a spring across my room, by the way. Um, so that was a bit surprising. You can unscrew the top sort of plunger part of it um, because you also get with it. Oh, I've definitely lost the spring now. It's just flying across my room. It's a spring disappeared never mind um you definitely get uh, you sorry you, you then get um three vials sort of uh, chemical vials which have replacement um what's the word i'm looking for not ink, ink. sorry 
ink. Yeah, yes. replacement ink, sort of, yeah, sort of thing. Refill. Refills for the pen. You get three of those with Lacuna Coil, Dark Adrenaline logos on the side, and I think they're pretty good for standing on your shelf, actually. They're obviously stolen from a laboratory somewhere. Um, so you get those things. On, and then on to complete the top layer, you also get the album itself. Now, the, the version you album you get is a digipack, digipack version, which includes the Dark Adrenaline CD, of course, the Dark Passengers DVD in a standard digipack. Uh, it's not got the um, R. It does have the uh, a, a small digipack-sized version of the poster. But you won't even notice that, that, that particular poster because once you go to the second layer... He says, turning it all over. I'm still looking for the spring, by the way. That's just five. I've no idea. <laughs> I think I've just broken my my box, by the way. So once you pull out the phone for the second layer, you you then get, or at least in my one, you you get a couple of bits of marker art which are signed by the band. So the first one is the kind of the how do you describe it? The screaming girl, maybe something like that. Oh, one, yes. Yeah, screaming girl. Uh, you then also get um, the nurse in front of the mirror with her face staring back at her the very dark bit of artwork which will be very good frame not that i've done it you then get the poster that you got inside the digipack but about a hundred times as big it feels like it's massive fold-out poster of lacuna coil and dark adrenaline so that's definitely one for you all if you if you're in got space and you may not necessarily have space so that's the second layer and then we go to the third layer which is the, the last layer, and in this one, you get the vinyl, or you get a vinyl, uh, which I've it's opened. A different up. vinyl, though. It, it is, is indeed, and I was going to say that. So, for those of you who bought the vinyl and play vinyl music, and I know vinyls on the you know on the upsurge again, and you you might think, oh well, I'm never going to even open that because I've already got the vinyl. If you're a completist like that, like us, what you may not realise is the actual vinyl inside this one is a picture disc, sort of. It's not just a black vinyl um, album. It's kind of a white vinyl. And I don't know about you guys, but it looks a bit like a kind of comalize type of eye, doesn't it? If you, if you, I take it you guys have seen it. but it's um, I, I haven't. It's still sealed. Uh, yeah, but you, you, don't, you, you didn't own Soul Inmate till last week, mate, so I'm kind of ignoring you, really. <laughs> I'm sure Russ has seen it. Russ, you must have seen it. <clears throat> Uh, for me, it's the spat vinyl. It's the white one with yeah. white dots across it. But I, no, I don't even see it like that. It actually looks like a really big eye. That's the way I see it. But I actually think it's kind of look designed to look a little bit like Ooh. the um, the Comalize or uh, Unleashed Memories kind of backdrop where you've got a kind of... It starts off white at the edge. It is splattered, but then it all surges into the dark in the middle. Really, really cool. I'm looking at. I've got it in my hand now. It's it's a fantastic looking vinyl. Uh, I must admit, I've not played it, but hey, I've got one up on Michael to open the bloody thing. Um, <laughs> I play my regular vinyl when I'm playing Dark Adrenaline vinyl. Um, so that's definitely worth having. The the actual package itself, the the uh, the vinyl packet, as it were, the sleeve is no different. Although there is something that should be said about the uh, Dark Adrenaline sleeve. It's reversible. I think it's fair to say. Uh, you and I, I'm assuming it's designed this way. By default, you've got the standard dark adrenaline adrenaline bottles with the the front ones smashed, and you've got rows and rows and rows of these these kind of chemical tubes with the adrenaline logo and the use at your own risk and lacuna coil and dark adrenaline on the main cover, which I really like. Really like that cover. And then you can reverse it, and you've got the screaming girl again. So that's the 
And then right at the bottom, you've got a kind of, I think they call it as a coffee table book, don't they? A, a kind of a big flat book with load of photos in it. Um, and I have to point out at this, this point um, is it that uh, the photos have been provided by Rudy Didonka, who we all know is a friend and exceptionally good photo concert photographer, and bizarrely and somewhat surreally, me, which is something I still can't get my head around. So that was my first and only time that my pictures, my photos have ever been published. Uh, people know that know me know me. I'm I'm quite interested in cosmic photography, but I would never consider myself close to a professional. Uh, but I I treat my concert photography with the same kind of gusto and his enthusiasm. I treat a lot of things. So I guess I'll describe myself as an enthusiastic amateur. But I was very fortunate when Lacuna Core Management asked me and said, well, have you got any photos, Matt, that you'd like to sort of submit to us? And I said, have I? Uh, so I submitted a load of them and, and some of my photos uh, appear in the back of this book, which is something to this day I'm extremely proud about. Um, anyway, that aside, this, that, that's what makes up the Dark Adrenaline Deluxist Limited 500 blah 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 box set. So I'm stalling while I'm putting everything back in and now wondering where the hell that little spring's gone. Anyway, um, quite an impressive payload, I think it's fair to say, guys. Yeah, and very well worth having. And thanks to Russ, I got my copy um, when we he swung a deal to get them sent over for us. So well done, Russ. Uh, pr pleasure, my friend. As I say, it was it's a bit of a mission when this box set came out, and part of the reason why we refer to it as the Holy Grail is originally it was obviously, as you mentioned, limited to five hundred copies, mm. but it was only available in the states. So yeah, there was yeah. a bit of negotiation power to be done with uh, the dear friends at Century Media to get it shipped over, and um, you know we're fortunate enough to you know cut a deal and uh, get some sent over and uh, i think in terms of uh, lacuna coil merchandise it was certainly worth it and it is you know one of the best items that they've ever released in terms of it, sort of quality it is um, yeah artwork, artistic measure everything it's just it's just stunning it is massive isn't it uh, and the, the problem i use the sort of bunny quotes here when i say problem is it's bloody heavy as well yeah it yeah. is <laughs> so Anybody that, as, as you say, kind of had to pay for shipping, it, it's just outrageous. This thing's huge. Um, anyway, so it, it does, it does. I still was, um, and it's also got proper clips to keep the thing closed. And it, oh, it's just a men, mental thing. So it's certainly worth having. If you ever see it up on eBay and you are a collector of Lacuna Cool merchandise, you really ought to get this because you know this is the definitive piece of Lacuna Cool merch. I would say. Anyway, we're not even finished yet. So there are other versions as well. Um, but that's certainly the biggest in terms of physical versions. We've got the iTunes edition, of course. Uh, that, interestingly enough, also includes the bonus material, um, Soul Inmate, as well as a few live versions which haven't appeared anywhere else. So obviously, being iTunes, you can go and collect those individuals. So the individual, I should say, so you'll be able to find Closer and you better find Heaven's a Lie and Within Me. I won't tell you. Um, I think there's also Spellbound on there. I don't actually own that version, to be honest. So oh. um, but it's worth checking them out i might go and get these live songs if nothing else and then you've got the hastings version um which was i think there was a music is there a music club in the us a hastings music club or is a website or something which is limited to about three thousand copies and again that had um a really interesting mix of songs there was a bonus cd on it which was essentially a kind of i don't know how to describe it a, a best of maybe Mishmash. Sampler, best of. Yeah, sampler, because it had yeah. like Heaven's Alive, there was a Winner Dead Man Walks, it was Falling Again, it was Distant Sun, 
self-deception, invisible light, swamp. They're all a bit random, though, weren't they? It was all a bit yeah, random. It was yeah. like, yeah. like a lucky dip of Lacuna Coal songs. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a good selection, it's fair to say. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. Certainly, there was nothing new there. But what was interesting about it is it included a voucher. At the time, you could get $5 off any other Lacuna Core CD at the Hastings website or Hastings location. So I think it's a record store in the US. So quite an interesting deal, though. You must have cut there with that particular thing. So anyway, those are the versions. Guys, what do you think of the versions? You've always really talked quite a lot about the Super Deluxe Box Set Edition TM. Um, what versions do you own that you can remember, at least? But you, Mike? What have you got? Well, I have all of them, I think. Um, well, certainly the main ones. I, I know that my uh, special edition and DVD box set I gave to um, one of my friends when I was in Brazil, and she was um, absolutely over the moon at that um, because CDs in Brazil you can't get very easily, and I know definitely you can't get Lacuna Call stuff over there. Um, so when I produced that for her, um, she nearly did a cartwheel. Um, but other than that, I've got the vinyl. I've got the main main version, the Scream Girl version, um, and uh, well, I think I've got everything that was released in the UK, basically, and, and the box set thanks to Russell. What about you, Russ? Me, I have everything with the exception of the Hastings edition, uh, the MP3, um, and also I believe there was another edition which was correct me if I'm wrong. There was a Japanese edition which there was had the Japanese some edition. dark adrenaline. And Stolen Inmate, I think. I think it had Stolen Inmate and uh, Dr. Rin on it, yeah. And I don't have that, but all the others in terms of the two vinyl versions, the two different box sets, um, the standard release, and, you know, my personal favourite is the limited edition alternative artwork that was drawn by Marco. That is probably my my most played version because it looks great. Uh, The rest are just uh, collector's pieces on the shelf. In terms of visual style, then, what do you think of Dark Adrenaline? You know, the the, the, the album covers. In, in terms of maybe comparing it to some of the other, or well, any of the other Lacuna Core albums, what do you think of it, Mike? Does it really kind of capture the feeling of Dark Adrenaline? Or yeah, it's a very different um, with like the medical theme of almost something like from Resident Evil, I would say, with with like something contained in a bottle. Um, it, it's hard to describe. How how it is really is, but it's very um, I I like the packaging and how it was presented and obviously with the alternative version drawn by Marco, I think that was a nice touch that you do have the the different options there if if you want that. Fair enough. What about you, Russ? What do you think of the the various different um or the sort of the yes. visual style on this? Similar. I think that you've got two different concepts there uh, with the two different versions, and they both work. Obviously, you've got the standard one, which is like the the lab medical kit, and it's got some photos in there of the bands sort of presented with, you know, the dark adrenaline sort of um, ink, as it were, or whatever you want to call it, vials sort of floating around in the air. And then you've got the different version that's drawn by Marco with the various characters, and it's sort of that, that dark, mysterious creepiness. And I think that works with sort of, you know, some of the unsettling atmosphere, you, you know, you get around the songs, you know, like My Spirit or I Don't Believe in Tomorrow, that sort of symph and, and piano that comes in. There's just an air of darkness. And I think it works well on both levels with, with both different concepts. Yeah, I, I, bizarrely enough, I mean, the, although you say that we've got a laboratory feeling and a kind of a dark, creepy feeling, uh, which I do agree with, 
I, I kind of, in my head, call this the intoxicated version. Because you know that weird, creepy music you get at the beginning of Toxic mm. That's the kind of mm. vibe I get from the visuals in the Marco edition, mm-hmm. um, which I love, by the way. And if anybody's interested in getting these particular art, you can get them off uh, Marco's website. You can buy posters of them, which I highly recommend you do because they are absolutely fantastic if you want to add a kind of a, a dark Gothic touch to your living room or your bedroom or whatever. But I'm just flicking through the the pamphlet now in the cd and it is just incredible i i absolutely adore this version uh and it the the other one is good this one is amazing and if you've not picked it up and you, you know check out ebay do pick it up if you can because it is just just awesome 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 anyway that's the different versions of the album there are obviously other international versions i mean i'm just sort of ironically reviewing the um the page on empty spiral that i put together back in 2012 when it came out and there are so many different versions out there um that uh that i suspect it's probably impossible for someone to own every single version well not impossible but very very hard when you take into account all of the inter- international versions certainly visually dark adrenaline stands up really well against the other albums i would say Let's talk about Dark Passengers DVD for a little while then. So the Dark Passengers DVD, which is available on a couple of versions, is a, uh, how best to describe it, kind of a, I want to say a mini movie, but there's actually six small shorts on there. Each of them has the instrumentals from a song from Dark Adrenaline. There's obviously a Dark Adrenaline theme that runs through them, although I will say that some songs have a stronger dark adrenaline vibe than others or some videos i should say have a stronger darker vibe or or more consistent dark adrenaline vibe than others and of course each of them focuses around one of the then six members of lacuna coil you will see others in there and um it starts off so the menu is is my spirit which I only really noticed that recently, actually. I don't know why. It's a bit poor of me to not realise that at the time. But you've got six chapters that make up the Dark Passengers uh, DVD. So you guys got to guess where Dark Passengers' word name comes from? It's Dexter, isn't it? It's got to be Dexter, isn't it? It's, it's Dexter's Dark Passenger. So for those of you who have not watched the TV show Dexter or read the book, um, Dexter refers to the dark part of his personality, which... Uh, which forces him, shall we say, or encourages him to murder as his dark passenger. Uh, we do know that, uh, uh, well, I know for certain that quite a few of the members of Lacuna Cola are big Dexter fans. So um, it's no surprise that they would take advantage of that knowledge to to uh, call their sampler after that. Um, but anyway, yeah, Dark Passengers DVD broken down into six chapters. The first is the Injected, which is kind of Christina Shaw. It uses the giving some more instrumental music. Um, how best described it then? So she's kind of been captured, isn't she? She's sitting strapped to a chair, being pumped with dark adrenaline. And then her evil twin comes in and uh, kind of walks around the room. He, he cut, it's, For me, I, I think it's, I see this as, I don't think it's a physical physical entity. I think it's just what she sees. 
There's this this creature it almost feels like. Now, I don't know what they did here. I don't know what special effects are being used. But Christina looks really evil in this shot. <laughs> Do you not agree, guys? Oh, my God. Definitely. Very scary indeed. I would not like, like to get on the wrong side of her. Which not is... the evil twin version, no. Oh, my God. No, I don't want to get on the wrong side of any, any version. No. <laughs> Um, I think we know well enough that we don't want to do that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that smile and that kind of laugh and they're just insane looking. Scary. It's like, like some dark evil Joker. Really horrible. I do think it's well cut together. I mean, obviously they didn't use um any kind of special effects to to show both Christina's faces on the same uh, on the screen at the same time. Um, but um, you don't really see the theme. It's very very well done. And uh, I do like the way at the end you see the different cuts of the other videos, which kind of adds the kind of bridging piece. Although it's not as much as I would like, which I'll come on to later. Um, general thoughts on it, Russ? What did you think of the... the... General, I always sort of viewed that as um, Christina sort of um, locked up in an asylum and say she's getting sort of injected with the, the dark adrenaline and, you know, you've got this you know alternative reality of her and it's like she's just going mental. So it kind of sets up the tone for... Trip the darkness, really. So uh, that's that's the way I always sort of uh, perceive that video. Fair enough. What about you, Mike? What did you think of it? Definitely, almost like yin and yang with, oh, not kind of a personality, but the, as Russ has just mentioned, like locked in a hospital and you're the sweet innocent one uh, being pumped full of evil, and evil then appears. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. So the second one we have, a chapter two, is while you sleep, which uses the intoxicated. Um, music and i think we actually saw this one as part of the advertising for dark adrenaline in the album before it came out as i recall pretty sure we saw aspects of this uh this one is definitely in the style of the original nosferati the vampire which was the unofficial dracula uh, movies with max shrek from the 1920s where in this case nosferatu is played by andrea and the the poor innocent woman in the bed is played by christina although I think we get the impression maybe she's not quite as innocent as uh, either we, the viewer, or Andrea, the vampire, seems to think. So, I don't know about you guys, but Andy makes such a great vampire. It really suits him. <laughs> I, 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 I always giggle when I see this, with him kind of posing and, you know, kind of giving us all the fangs and the long fingers and so forth. Again, I mean, there's not a lot to it, to be fair, but it, it's put together quite well. Uh, and then, of course, there's that lovely bit at the end where he's just about to lean in and, uh, I assume, bite her in the neck or do whatever evil thing Nosferatu does with his victims when she suddenly wakes up, turns, gives a kind of an evil Christina smile and then turns on him, cut to black, whatever. What happens next, we do not know. But I don't know. I got the impression that uh, I, I think that vampire might have met his match because uh, that was cool and unexpected. Um, Russ, do you like this particular one? I do. I'm a, I'm a fan of this because knowing Andy on a, on a personal level as I do, it's you know you know he's into you know that type of horror, old Italian traditional horror B movies and Frankenstein and Adam's Family and vampires, werewolves, all that kind of stuff. So you know I see it and I just laugh because I, I just think of him and it's his sort of personality to a T. And you know, as you mentioned with the makeup, the looks and the long hair, he, he certainly pulls off that Dracula look. Mm. Mm. Mike? Agreed. Exactly what Russ has just said. <laughs> um, it's very well done. And Nosferatu, if you've seen 
the original little Nosferatu stuff from long, long ago. It is very similar and it works really well. It's uh, beautifully shot. Yeah, it's quite indulgent, but it does work really, really well. Yeah, exactly. For chapter three, we have Carnage Euphoria, which is to the music of uh, Upside Down. And this one stars Mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's fair to say we all know this is obviously based on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre music yeah. really from the mid 70s. Um, <laughs> and I mean, there's not a lot to it, but I, I like the way it's been cut. It definitely has that slasher movie feel about it. Uh, it's fair to say that uh, the director had must have seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the way that it's all cut together. You've got the chase scene with the girl and, you know, that wonderful bit where you you know, in typical slasher movie style, Leatherface, or in this case, Mouse, is not running. He's just sort of stumbling along, half in a daze. And this girl is sprinting, and yet she can never seem to get away from him, which I think is wonderful. And, and so very Scooby-Doo slasher movie type stuff. Yeah. It's, it's really good. I think my only criticism about this bit, this particular section, is that the relationship between this particular segment and Dark Adrenaline. And the same, to be fair, could be sort of said about the previous one, although I see the Christina turning the evil Christina as a kind of a bridge there. But there isn't really any obvious connection with Dark Adrenaline. Now, it would be nice if we maybe saw, I don't know, an empty syringe or splashes of black ink dripping down from him or something like that to kind of give us a sense that he's doing what he's doing because of Dark Adrenaline. Do you see what I mean, guys? There, there, yeah, there isn't a bit that random. Kind of, yeah, there isn't that connection there. And I think that would have really, that glue, that dark adrenaline glue to bind mm. these together, what I think is missing from this one. But it's pretty good. I like it. I mean, as I say, I, I think there are some of the others I prefer, but this one, I, I do like the way it's been put together. Any thoughts on that one, Russ? Yeah, no, I agree. I'm going to throw it a bit of a life preserver because I think if you sort of listen to the the beginning of Upside Down with that sort of staggered guitar that sort of um, almost cut up, you could say, oh, that's the sound of the chain sort of revving at the beginning. But I could be clutching at straws, but, you know, it's just that I throw out there. Oh, yeah, that's, I see what you did there. Not bad, not bad. Good defence. Um, Mike, thoughts on um, Chapter 3, Carnage Euphoria? I think it's very well shot in in the way that it's done, that you could actually imagine it as being part of the opening for something. It does work well, but it's only downfall is like you've just mentioned. It's a bit random where you've got like the theme for the opening too, and then that plonks in there. Yes, it works, but there is no glue like you've mentioned to link it with the other two. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next one then is chapter four, which is the human box. And this one stars... Uh, Cristiano stars pizza who's a corpse that's obviously previously been autopsied because of the y-shaped scarring and we have andrea who's playing some kind of mad scientist who is basically putting something in him we assume that he's both injecting him with dark adrenaline as well as inserting something in the corpse we also see christina as a corpse as well in the same operating theater so we kind of assume that she is going to also suffer the same fate by this crazed scientist. Kind of a shame we don't see any of the others here. But what happens right at the end of the, the clip, which is only a couple of minutes long, is and it's clearly a, I mean, it's a movie cliche. We're all expecting it to happen, so it's no surprise, really. But the camera focuses in after kind of quite close-ups on the, 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 the quite crude stitching where Andrea's 
stitched pizza back up again after he's uh, performed these vile operations on him like some kind of horrible dr frankenstein which goes back to what you said a while ago russ about um andy's movie interest horror movie interest so we get a, a close-up of pizza face and then his eyes open <laughs> brought back to life by dr Fenlin. <laughs> uh, i've this this for me really deserved to be the kind of the bridging movie between all of them i would have loved to have seen all of the rest of the band laying on the slab maybe waiting to be rejuvenated or whatever it is he was doing to them something like that and we we see quite a lot of the dark adrenaline stuff um we we you know we see it in a vial we see which is used quite a lot of visually throughout the way that they they put together the album we see it kind of ink drops in water so it's like a kind of a flow we see that it's it's quite a consistent look and it ties into the the vibe of the front cover of the normal version of the album and it would have been nice to see it connect the other things that have happened throughout the rest of the rest of the movies but you got any thoughts about this one me, I just, I find this one really weird and creepy just because the, the way it's put together and as you say, it just sort of, I don't know, just weird and creepy. That's all I can say about this. I still find it, you know, it just blows my mind a bit. Yeah, it is a bit weird and creepy, though I don't think it's as weird and creepy as the Nexus Chapter 5, but anyway, we'll come on to that one. Um, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, <clears throat> what they needed, I think, like you said, the bridge, they need the before, which is what they're doing. And when he opens his eyes, he maybe needed to, I don't know, with the other band members, have an after part and um, what's happening after that, possibly. I don't know. It's all a bit strange. I'll tell you what I would have worked made it perfect, actually, <clears throat> is all the band members, other than Christina, because we see her lying on the slab. Yeah. Well, maybe, no, we don't see Christina lying on the slab, and we're making this up now. But, <laughs> but when pizza awakes he sees all the rest of the band in their various garb from their various versions of movies so you've got like your leather face or your hockey mask as mouse is wearing you've got your evil twin christina you've got your sushi cook marco and your crazy weird akira character that we that is um uh chris all standing over him like kind of welcoming him back from the dead because he's been raised Something that like would that. work. Yeah, yeah. That'd, that would really, work. that'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. Maybe I had that the last one. Anyway, sorry, we're, we're, we're redoing these ones now. So that one's Sushi... Uh, not Sushi Killer. That one's Human Box. Sushi Killer. Now, that's the freaky weird one for yeah. me. <laughs> okay. So this is the one which is filmed like a 1970s martial arts movie. And it stars Marco, who is spending pretty much most of his time chopping up meat, working in a sushi restaurant as the cook, the chef. Um, it cut with the guy who's working, who's, who's the sushi chef itself, preparing and sort of you know, making the sushi or, or putting together the food, which is obviously the, a fine art in Japan and pulling all these bits together and creating um, an artistic array of food on the plate. And we see him doing some rather horrible thing to that food, like you know, sticking his finger in his ear and picking his nose and spraying it with God know what he's spraying it, but I, I don't really know what he's spraying it. And kind of then presenting this stuff out. And then you have Marco who walks behind him. And you get the impression he's kind of upset with him about something. Quite aggressive. Almost like he's saying, don't don't overdress my special food. And then it kind of cuts back and you've got Marco who's chopping up again. But then you realise the camera angle changes. And he's actually got bits of human flesh. And this is where it freaks, it creeps me out. You know, the fact that he's 
he's just chopping this very nice looking red meat and then you realize it's actually bits of human flesh and then right at the end of it it um of course presents it out we see andy and christina sitting in the restaurant totally oblivious to the fact that they're getting presented with human flesh to eat which which they quite happily do so that's the one that i think is a bit creepy well a bit creepy a bit more than a bit creepy a bit Ooh, close to the line. Uh, again, I do think that though that we could have seen a little bit more dark adrenaline in it. I really, really would have liked to have seen. I don't know, maybe, maybe dark adrenaline being used as soy sauce or something like that. Yeah, something like di- a dipping sauce that they that you see them presenting this bowl of black substance and putting it on the on the table as well. Meat. Yeah, something like that. Mm. But it's again, it's it's pretty good. It's very different. It's very personal. I think to Marco, we know he's an avid chef. Uh, but it's I like this one although it does creep me out a little bit what do you think of this one Mike? Freaky 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 but works very well I, I like it a lot and Chef Mackie as the three of us know is a very good cook yep. and it's it's a bit tongue in cheek but a bit scary at the same time with the theme ties back to the end of time video which we'll talk about in a little bit Russ what do you think of this one? Yeah, no, I concur. As I say, it's um, it's freaky, it's out there, and it sort of links in with that. Um, don't know why it makes me think of Dexter a bit. Not that he ever actually, you know, ate human flesh, but it's just sort of that um, cutting and dicing of meat, which obviously you get in the uh, opening credits of Dexter. And obviously, Marco being a fan of that, it's sort of a, a small homage to to his favourite show, and obviously his passion for cooking. So, uh, mm. yeah, I'm a fan of this this segment. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what it says about Mr. Cotti Zolatti, though. But we'll, we'll skip over that one. <laughs> he likes meat. We know that. But, you know, <laughs> let's leave it there. So, chapter six, we've got the last one, which is the sane madness. And this starts off with um, Chris, who's in a, uh, the remains of a lab. Well, not really a lab, but an, uh, almost like a an office in a hospital. And he, he's clearly dwelling over something that happened in the past. He's re- readjusting it and he's putting certificates back up on the wall. And then you see him cut into some kind of weird kind of gang Akira Canada kind of individual who's preparing for to gain revenge on something or someone according to what visuals we see on screen. Uh, it's like he's gone rogue or perhaps he's been completely consumed by dark adrenaline that he's previously taken and he's out now that this dark matter is inside him he's out for out for vengeance or he's out to kill or he's become a crazed killer or something again i, I think this ties in very closely to um chris's personality insofar that we know that he's a keen martial artist uh, in previous videos we've seen of him he, you know, we've seen him express himself in in various martial arts forms and training and so on and so forth so it was probably no surprise to any of us to see that he found a way to incorporate that into it and again there is that that hint of a bridging plot between the various six movies or the six short films to kind of bring this all together but it doesn't quite get there it's like just on the the fringe of presenting us with an overarching story to bring this all together but i kind of like it i kind of like this one what do you think of it russ yeah, exactly what you just said, and obviously Chris being a uh, a martial artist, it's sort of uh, it's a slight sort of homage back to what was on the um, the Karma Code DVD, which is where um, you know Visual Karma, Mind, Body, and Soul. We sort of uh, did a uh, martial arts segment in that in the in the in the garden. Mm. Um, so yeah, it sort of strikes up memories of, of that for me, really. Mike, same teacher becoming the master, um, maybe linking in with the office theme, and then becoming a master of his own craft. Mm. and his own destiny with what he does. 
and with the, the sprinkled theme of being a bit of an assassin going out for revenge with, with what he can do. A bit weird and random, but actually works with, with the theme of what we know that he, he likes to do in his personal life. There's one of the certificates on the wall. Um, Andy gave me one of those certificates when the album came out, so I've got, I've got it at home. I haven't pinned it up anywhere, but it's just a black frame with a certificate that came off that video, so he gave it to me, which is a really kind gift. So I have that laying around. Well, I was like, laying around, that's a bit unfair on it. But it's in my lacunical connection, which collection, I should say, which is a really nice sort of bit of memorabilia to have, really. So Dark Passengers DVD then. Successful? Good? Interesting? What does it do for you guys? I think it works really well. It's a, a collection of short stories that have got, ran, well, not random, uh, I would say personal themes to each of the individuals, whether it's Mackie with his cooking, Chris, as we've just mentioned, with his martial arts, uh, Andrea with the horror theme and everything. And it's a sprinkle of their personality linked in with the themes of the album, which I think it works well, but it's just a shame that with it being on a special edition, it might be um, overlooked by an awful lot of people if if, there are, if they only have access to the, the one standard edition wherever mm. they are. But I think if, if you haven't checked it out, anyone that's listening to this, please do, whether... Uh, whether you haven't done um because it's well worth it yeah you can see on, on youtube yeah. now it's, it's oh yeah yeah you can, definitely you don't need to not you don't need to buy or anything right no, no. thoughts on it yeah i'm a fan of this i mean you know most bands if they're putting out a dvd they could have you know bundled together some some live tracks or something which a lot of people in there would just instantly go to youtube i think the fact that they took the time to storyboard and create something um, artistic to to link with the album i think they should be applauded for that and you know i think certainly christina's performance in the the first segment you know it's that good and she's such a convincing actress bear in mind she's not she's a singer you know she could almost go into hollywood it's that good mm. so uh, yeah i'm a fan of this dvd I, I, specifically that section i do like it although i've probably only seen it three or four times in the three years that i've owned this this album i don't watch it a lot i do think i mean you 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 picked it up really well there mike when you said it ties into the themes of the album whilst being personal as well and that's exactly what it does it, it adds another dimension to the dark adrenaline album which i think is exactly right it's like um it's like a video as in a music video for the whole album mm, um, very I, much so. I i do wish that it had gone that final step though that there had been a bridging story arc which drew it all together. With all of them at the end. Yeah, included all the elements of the Mm. movies. I think that would have been great. I also think, and I think they sort of did this with the two videos that they released, which is End of Time and Trip the Darkness. But it would have been great if we could have seen elements in the videos that they released. If you see what I mean. So, Mm. I don't know, maybe in the Trip the Darkness one you see the evil twin uh the end of time where you do see i mean christina's eating kind of very red meat at one stage uh in that very surreal video which we'll come on to in a little while uh but it would be nice if we could have seen more of that i mean maybe even have had them all dressed up in their various costumes as weird and crazy as they would have seen but performing in one of them maybe in the trip to darkness one or in the maybe in the the dark side the reverse side of trip to darkness we could have had a marco in his chef's costume and mouse's a leather face chainsaw killer that kind of thing i don't know that something like that and it would have raised questions and then people could have gone oh like an easter egg oh i know what that is that ties back <laughs> to the dark passengers dvd you know and it for a while i mean they're the kunikor love their questions you know we've got the 119 we've got the numbers on karma code and you know, we've got various different things 
but you're a mystery. And I think they could have not necessarily made it a mystery, but made it a, a, a little bit of a, an adventure that the viewer had to go into to really understand this whole concept. I'd love it if someone actually created a, a bridging story. If anybody wants to do a bit of fan fiction that creates a storyboard for how these six short films come together into one single cool, dark story, oh, that would be great. I'd, I'd happily publish on an empty spiral. And I'd probably send the person the prize as well, just because it blow me away anyway so dark passengers and definitely a success as i say myself obviously a little self-indulgent it is self-indulgent as it needs to be right so we've we've gone through uh, a lot of aspects of dark and what we've not really talked about are the two videos there were three but we only going to talk about two here because file was never released so the, the first video released was of course trip to darkness which i'll quickly describe then so it's essentially a band performance video uh it was you you see a lacuna core dressed up in black with against the white background there's a little black cat there as well and they're singing trip to darkness and you get to about the the end of the first first you think okay this isn't it's not bad it's a you know, relatively easy to make performance video and then we get the reverse as it were instead of getting black on white we now get white on black and we see christina decked out in what some people describe as a lady gaga look um and i almost accused her for copying lady gaga as if christina really gives a shit about copying lady gaga although i know although i know she's a fan but that's a different story um but then you have them singing that and then it cuts back and there's a bit where it kind of bleeds over into the black and white world and then it bleeds back and you get a sense that you've got these two different sides not necessarily singing against each other but sort of singing in harmony and because you're you know, you're tripping the darkness whatever that means you're going into the dark place and it becomes a bit of a yin and the yin and yang visually doesn't it guys yeah, um, yeah. and it's a good video what do you think of it mike good video bad video very very good um you've just mentioned the yin and yang aspect and i think visually it's very beautifully done and it's up tempo it's the perfect song that they could have picked for the opener of the album and the video i think works really well the, the performance and and visually like you mentioned with christina as a lady gaga-esque character as she's dressed in that i i, I would think it's it's just one very visually um well done almost scary when you first see it because it it looks nothing like her in some ways um mm. but it works it works fantastically well russ thoughts on trip the darkness video thoughts on trip the darkness video i'm going to plead the fringe on this because i view it as two parallel universes the black and the white so uh, the red and the blue just... sorry hey Spoiler alert. <laughs> I, th I think you know for, for me, it works as a concept. I think there are better videos, um, but certainly for this particular song, this album, I think the concept works. So that's pretty much all I have to say on that video, really. Fair it's enough. just another another freaky, freaky experiment. I like it because of its simplicity. Mm. And I like mm. it because its visuals tie into the overall visuals of the album, which is easy to miss. Not every band does that. They, they don't really kind of reinforce that that package that style but looking at do it quite simply and quite easily here i guess i've got this is being hypercritical now and you can laugh at me if you want to but my only issues in it and they're really minor is i really want the guys in the reverse sir, to be wearing white as well with white hair yeah 
you know, and why, why should not? it just be Christine? And why can't we have all the guys with, all, yeah. you know, with white mohawks and Andy with white hair? And and there's one little <laughs> bit that bugs me, and, and I, I, really, I mean, it's really, really minor, but I really wanted the the white-haired Christina to be wearing white nail varnish instead of keeping her black nail varnish. It's really minor, but I'm sorry, guys. I've just spotted the video because <laughs> once you've spotted it, you can't unspot it. The continuity error to and, its and, and you'd be like, "Oh, why didn't you?" Oh, but anyway, that's just a really, really minor thing. But I, I do like <laughs> it. It's not the best video I've ever done, but at the same time, it's simplicity really, really works for it. And I think it's one. And it's certainly better than say, I like the I won't tell you, but this is a better video than that. I like it. I got a lot of fun, a lot of fun, a lot of um, time for Triple Darkness. And the other video they released is, of course, um, End of Time. Which was released uh, in back end October two thousand and twelve. Um, what do we think of this one then? It's weird. That's what very we think weird. about it. <laughs> he's dressed almost Andrea like Prince Vlad, a very jazzed up version of him with with what he's wearing, and it's all all a bit strange but fun at the same time. Uh, this this video, I applaud the concept just again because it's so far out there. It's weird. It doesn't yes, make exactly. any sense. It's artistic, um, and it's a complete left turn from any video that they've ever done before. Um, you know, we talked about the Within Me video uh, back in Karma Code era. That was mm. kind of weird and different, mm. and you know, the the dress floating out and and you know things like that. But to me, if I had one criticism of this, it's it's the shots of you know Andrea or Christina singing at the camera, and it's in sort of super slow mo, high def, and it's really slowed down. I think it kind of I know that was the intention of the, the director, but I just think it it takes away something from the video itself because the pacing just slows it down a little bit too much. Because end of time, it is a slower song and i think you know the video concept works apart from those super slow-mo shots mm. yeah i mean i've not described the video but i'm sure most people know it by now it's the one with andrea and christina wearing various period garb sitting at a table doing eating well christina's eating very raw meat you've got a a couple of hairless cats now i'm sorry guys i like cats a lot but <laughs> no I don't, I don't ever need to see another rock music video with hairless <laughs> cats in it all right come on scary something wrong with that it's just not right anyway um yeah but you've got i, I tell you what works really well for me and this ties back to the the style of Dark Adrenaline in the album, you've got the Dark Adrenaline. It's bleeding from them like blood. It's like coming out of nose and ears. You know, it's in glasses of wine. It's splatting onto table. You know, they really have been really um, tight with ensuring that that's reflected in this video. And I think that really, really works. You said it, when, when you said it was artistic, absolutely. I mean, this is by far the, the most surreal artistic video that they've ever created, I would say. And it works. I'll tell you what I wrote when I rev when I reviewed this earlier today when I watched it a few times and I, I wrote these few words. I said, what the video does brilliantly is create the kind of visuals that evoke the mixed emotions that are in the song. It's surreal, dark, and brimming with a bleak imagery. And that's what I feel that song does. It's got, a, you know, it's a, a beautiful song. It's one of our favourites on the album. I've, I've done the numbers here, guys, so I know that as a fact. And it really reflects that. And we said it before. We, we said it in particular when we were um, critiquing the unreleased fire video that if a, a video doesn't add anything to the song, it doesn't support the message that the song's trying to give, or it doesn't excite people about the song, it doesn't market the song, then it adds no value. And I would say this video absolutely 
markets the song and adds interest and value to the song. It takes the song to a, it gives it another dimension. And I think it's a triumph of a video, even though it's really fucking crazy. Batch batshit crazy. You know, it's visually, it's really, really good. And I really like it. Except for Andy's top hat. I'm not quite sure about that. That kind of bit that, weird. That's a bit weird. That shot where he's he's got the massive long hunting rifle thing. And he's yeah, got yeah. one leg up and a top hat arm like not sure yeah, that's what that, that's what we're saying like prince vlad if you yeah. look when, when i went to remain yeah there was a statue of him and it very much mirrors how he is looking in that video with that top hat no maybe um, he went there and when he went to well they, they did play in sibiu and remain here a few years ago and uh, maybe it rubbed off on them a bit too much when they were there it's... yeah because they they went to um the bit of Romania that was transylvania didn't they yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Sibiu. Yeah, yeah. Up they, in, yeah, up in yeah. The mountains, and they went there, and maybe they saw a bit too much of it. I thought, oh, <laughs> we need top hats and hunting rifles. It's very yeah. Dali. It's very Salvador Dali-esque in a kind of way with yeah, what we're doing. The whole thing was just brilliantly styled, brilliantly styled, very, very. Yes, different. very random. And we're not going to talk about the fire video. We talked about it a few weeks ago, and we reviewed it. If you want to find out more about that video, go back there. But um. You won't find it available, not easily anyway, because it was never officially released because the band weren't fans of the videos. So let's come on to the songs then. We are not going to spend forever on the songs because we've done that. We spent a lot of time reviewing the songs over the last 14 weeks, including the two weeks for the bonus tracks. But I'm just going to remind you the songs that we've got on the album. We start off with Trip the Darkness. We have Against You. We have Kill the Light. We have Give Me Something More, followed by Upside Down. Then Kill um, End of Time, which I just talked about. I Don't Believe in Tomorrow or Idbit, as it gets said on or written down on on set lists we have intoxicated we have the army inside we then have the rem cover of losing my religion we have fire and then we complete the album with the triumph of my spirit in terms of numbers then i'm going to go through and tell you what we gave them so i've done the numbers and we've got quite a few tens in there there are some bits of the album which i, I know russ has pointed out he's got two or three songs that cut he doesn't like towards the sort of the back end of the album leading up to my spirit and i think it's fair to say in terms of numbers we all consider them collectively the weaker part of the album but compared to a lot of other albums this doesn't have much in the way of weakness and the overall number that comes out which is an an average of our average scores for each of the songs is 8.35 which is a very good score. So 83.5% rating for Dark Adrenaline. Fair? Does that feel about right, guys? The album? Yeah, yeah. Very much so. And I reckon, Mike, you gave <clears throat> gave more songs on this a 10 than you've done on any other album. Mm, it yeah, almost so. became a cliche. 10, 10, 10. <laughs> Mike, come out. 10, 10. <laughs> End of time. Perfect 10. 10. Perfect 10. Boom. Kill the light. No, no. It was my, uh, Russ. Okay, kill the light at 10. Um... But Trip the Darkness, that guy did really well. Against You, really well. Eights and nines. Kill the Light, 10, 10, 9.5. Very popular song. Give me something more. Eight, six. Dropped it there. Mike did. wasn't a big fan of that one. Well, not as big as other songs anyway. Uh, eight. And then we had Upside Down. We had, it was just the two of us did that one. Russ, 10 and eight collectively, making it a nine overall. End of time, 9.75, 9.25, 10. 
Massive score. I don't believe in tomorrow. 9.5, 9.25, 10 again. Intoxicated, 8.5, 9, 10 again. Army inside. This is where they start to drop a bit. We've got 6.5, a 6.5, a 7. Losing my religion, 7.5, a 5, and a 6.5. Fire, the lowest song on the album, which is a 6.5, a 4, and a 6. And then the mighty my spirit which we all described as flawless and we're going from flawless scores as 10 10 10 total 8.5 8.35 i should say russ does that feel right the overall it does i think you know taking taking away the the other two songs that we mentioned in previous reviews that people can go back and find i think that aside this will be far closer to a you know, a 9.5 overall. I think there's just two songs that are not bad songs. They're just, you know, weaker than the collective that, that brings it down a, a peg. But generally, very, very, very consistently good album. This is, uh, this has got to be out there in one of their strongest albums. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Weirdly enough, I mean, maybe it's because it's not Comalize. Because <laughs> every, <laughs> everything lives in the shadow of Comalize, it seems to me, when it comes to Lacuna Gordon. I think even Lacuna Gordon live in the shadow of that bloody album. Um, it's not, it's not a bad album, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm now imagining the Matt hate across the world. He did caramelise, <laughs> the bastard. But you know, I get a sense that this is a massive return to form for Lacuna Coal. It's a, a monster album. It's got so many good songs. Are the, is the album greater than the sum of its parts? I would say not. I think the 8.5 is good. I think that feels about right. Um, I think there's a couple of songs which let it down, but it's also got, in my opinion, arguably Lacuna Coal's best ever song on it. Um, and, and it hasn't been beaten, even with Broken Crown Over, who we're about to start reviewing in next week. Uh, it is just an amazing album, but I think, and I said this in I, when I first reviewed it back in 2012, that this is Marco's album. This feels like Marco's album to me. This is... His triumph. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not belittling any anybody else involved in this. It is an amazing collaborative number. But uh, when I when I listen to this album, I don't know why, but it just feels like Marco's album. Um, I also, this is my final thoughts on this, by the way. I do feel that this is a Lacuna Core's single most visionary release. By which I mean visionary as envisioned. Is a single style which carries through in the music, in the packaging, in all the different versions, and the videos. It's a complete package, which is Dark Adrenaline. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, yeah very much so. I've, you know, they, they haven't done anything before, and certainly even, they've not done enough with uh, Broken Crown Halo since to really kind of compare to Dark Adrenaline. Classic, classic album. Final thoughts, guys? My only criticism, I think, would be the music videos aspect of it. There are so many good songs on the album, mainly Kill the Light, It Bit, and I don't know whether it would be appropriate and maybe leave it alone with my spirit, but certainly Kill the Light and I am It Bit. They could have done a video for either of those two. That would be my only thought because I think that they're so good. Um, but other than that, flawless and it's it's a, a return to form for them and stands them in a good place um, musically for them and for all of us as fans. Mm. Russ? Uh, I think you summed it up best with the words classic album. 
Um, unfortunately, I think, you know, because of the choice of single, I don't know why. Obviously, I understand it for the radio market in the States that, that Fire was chosen. But I think, you know, literally every other song, My Spirit aside, I think screams single so much more than Fire. And, you know, I just think it could have got that little bit more love as an album with single releases with videos and promotion and, you know, being played live. You know, it's probably one of those albums that's going to come back round in time and people are going to pr- appreciate it far more because, you know, the strength of the album, the strength of the songs, live performance, it's always going to be there. It's, it's a classic album. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And you're right, it's not got enough love. And we mentioned it before, I think right at the beginning when we, we talked about, back in the day, I think when we were talking about um, the first song off the album that we reviewed, Trip of Darkness. And I said, you know, yeah, it unfortunately came out. I say fortunately, there's, there's no fortune involved. Uh, but, but the band were touring with their Dark Legacy tour which was their tour that covered, you know, pretty much their entire career up to that point. Now, I think when I mentioned this to Mouse in an interview, which you can listen to quite a few podcasts ago, which I did late last year, uh, we, I, I challenged him on this. And he said, well, actually, we played lots of them. But they, they played lots of them over an extended period of time, and they didn't play a lot of them at any one time. What they would do in the set list is they would take, they would replace one Dark Adrenaline song with another Dark Adrenaline song. So you didn't get a lot of Dark Adrenaline songs being played at the same time in the same set, if that makes sense. So for a a person going to a single show in a single continent or country, they weren't going to hear a lot of Dark Adrenaline songs. And that is a shame because I think this album, like many Lacuna Coil albums, sounds best when it's played live. And I think some of the, if you look back at some of the scores we've given some of these tracks, that absolutely is reflected when we say this is a, a nine on an album, but a 9.5 live or you know, whatever it might be. They all come across stronger and it needed more love and it continues to need more love. And I do think you're right. You're right. It's going to come around again and people are going to see it for what it is. You mm. know? Um, I, I think it, this was the, the album that drew people back to Lacuna Coil after maybe they stepped away from Lacuna Coil thinking they turned into a, a rock band with um, Shallow Life. I really do. Um, and I do think that as good as the, the various versions and the the amount of promotion they had leading up to the album, I think that it very and I, disappeared into obscurity is a wrong term, but um, it 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 didn't I feel get the love that it deserved, as you say. One thing I've not asked you, and I'm, I'm probably not going to go around and change this on the podcast. But I should have asked you before we talked about final thoughts on the albums, on the album, I should say the the scores. No, I'm not going to hold you to this. But if you had to pick a favourite song off the album, what would it be, Mike, right now? Um, tough. Tough. I don't believe in tomorrow. I'll okay. go with that one. Okay. Russ? Uh, upside down for me. Fair enough. Okay. Mine's my spirit, but that was always the case. Anyway. Um, but it's fair to say that it's one of those albums that's got so many good tracks on it that you could kind of pin the tail on the donkey and find a good song really or something yeah. you'd like to pin yeah. on the day great great album I hope our conversation has done Dark Adrenaline justice I think we've covered everything I'm just looking at my notes now to make sure that there's nothing else we need to talk about we've covered the Dark Passengers we've covered the different versions I hope you're going to go out and track down the deluxe box set if you can um, we've covered background on the album the videos that have been released their own thoughts on the songs uh and obviously the visuals on the album itself which are as i said before 
the Lacunacore's most consistent package throughout. So there you go. Dark Adrenaline, the album. Uh, if you've not listened, listened to it for a couple of years, do yourself a favour and your ears a favour and go back and check it out right now. Right. Well, boom. boom. You know, I've had a sore throat all week. I think I've got some kind of throat infection. Okay. I don't know if it's, I don't know, tonsillitis or something like that. I don't know. don't know what it is. I, I feel like I should have a cold, you know, when you get a sore throat mm-hmm. and you kind of, but you, I haven't got the cold. None of that. I've just got a sore throat. Just the throat. And we've been talking for about an hour now and <laughs> I'm husky. Husky. I'm, I'm husky. Yeah, I'm husky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And so I'm kind of glad that I've run out of things to say about this album. Actually, I probably haven't. You know me, guys. I could talk all night about Laguna Garden. Catch me in the pub over a, a, um, a glass of beer to um, wet my wet my throat. And yeah, and I'll carry on talking about it. Anyway, we are at the end of the podcast for this week. And the at the end of episode 98 of the Empty Spiral podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation. Feel free to connect with us through one of our social networks or on the Empty Spiral website. If you want to talk more about Dark Adrenaline and the songs on it, always happy to discuss it with people. If you want to come on the podcast and give your own view on Dark Adrenaline, then you're more than welcome to do so, and we encourage you to do so as well. Um, but if you do choose to do none of those things, just do yourself a favour and go listen to the album, certainly if it's not been a little while since you did so. Anyway, until next time, I hope you've enjoyed, enjoyed this week's episode. See you next week. And go listen to more Lacuna Coil. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.